And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Cavender. With me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. I put 31 Skittles in my mouth and they call me <laughs> Chomper. <laughs> oh shit, you broke the record. It's double time. 30 was the previous record. Yeah. And I fit one more in and so that's why they call me Chomper. I can so. do 32 right now. Hold on one second. <laughs> you're going to ruin the roof of your mouth with that. No I think your dentist is going to call you on that one too a little bit. He'll be a little upset. So We're, we're pals. He can't yell at me. <laughs> is his name Dr. Powell? <laughs> no. <laughs> My cousin, interestingly enough, had an orthodontist named Dr. Payne, but it was like P-A-Y-N-E. <laughs> I don't know how much business you get with a name like that, but it's kind of funny. Whenever I think of like mm-hmm. Thomas Payne and people like that, I always go Payne. Like I say it like that. So Dr. Payne. Yeah. That's how I would say it at least. Like with Mr. T in Rocky Three, where he's like, <laughs> what are the predictions for tonight's fight? Pain. <laughs> How was Rocky Four, by the way? You never told me about oh, that. Oh, it was amazing. Holy shit. Yeah. It blew me away. So the first 30 minutes was a live interview uh, with Sylvester Stallone. And that was a lot of fun. He was talking about the movie and things to look out for. And mm-hmm. um, and it was great. And there was this 30 minutes of an interview. Yeah. It started before the movie. It was like, this, oh, wow. It was in Philadelphia, too, which was really cool. And it was in front of a live audience. Um, so that was neat being broadcasted to all the theaters because it was a Fathom Events type deal. Yeah. yeah. And then. He was talking about uh, Tony Burton and how he's just an incredible actor. And there's this part where uh, the fight continues once the bell is rung. And then Tony Burton and then the Russian coach are in the ring, like total WWE styles, beating the shit out of each other. And it's like it got cut from the original. There's a part where they just kind of go flying a little bit. And that was it. But he kept a lot of it in because they they literally went full bore, like 100%. They were committed to their roles. And wow. he's like, we just watch when you when it happens in the movie, you just see these two just beating the hell out of each other. And then so when it happened in the movie, the whole theater was just erupting because we knew to watch out for it and everything. Cool. And it just had really good energy. The ending was a little bit different um, in regards to just um, the Russian guy that the one that's like, you know, this huge political figure that's up in the box watching the fight. Yeah. You know how he stands and applauds. And, you know, all of Russia is accepting Rocky. Um, right. In this version, it's a little bit different. So something to watch out for. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had an opportunity to go see it because I saw it was plain, but I got tied up and I was like, eh, I, I'd love to see it. But I, I ended up not doing it's available it. available on digital now, so you can totally check it out. Oh, um, oh, wow. I didn't know it was that. just fun to see in theater. So I saw it with Dave and Randy and it was just amazing just watching this movie that we all loved and just you know three best friends all just hanging out and laughing (laughs) and watching rocky it was crazy tony burton yeah he's great and he also was in the shining he plays a very bit role but he he gets a a snow crawler or whatever for um scatman carruthers Mm -hmm. and uh so i thought that was really neat but i was like hey he's gonna throw in the towel yeah (laughs) throw the damn towel throw the damn towel yeah Yeah, it was incredible there was more apollo or more apollo creed that was done a little bit differently um, Dolph Lundgren's lines were uh, cut a little bit more, and even 
even um, uh, his wife. Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, yeah, Br- Brigitte. Bridget, uh, Bridget Wilson or whatever. Wilson. Nelson? No, Bridget Nelson. That's it. Bridget, Bridget Nielsen. Or Wilson like that, yeah. is the is the one that's married to Pete Sampras. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah, Veronica Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, her lines are cut, but it was really, it was really good. I enjoyed cool. the hell out of it. Yeah, it was still a 90 minute movie. Uh, it was just showed like it was two hours because of the 30 minute interview right. prior to. But it was. And if you can change, we can change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that in that cold uh, war <laughs> since we joke so much about that line on this podcast it was interesting to see how the ending was a little bit different in because you know like in, in soviet russia if all of a sudden they're just turning on one of their own they would get a fucking bag thrown over their head and taken Dude, yeah. out of the arena yeah. so it is <laughs> yeah. kind of like hey, i don't know about all that <laughs> yeah. putin shows up and you're like whoa yeah this is edgy bro yeah like come yeah. this way, Conrad. Yeah, it would be <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was fun. I forgot that had been a while. And then of course, San Diego Comic Con had happened. Uh, it has come and gone. Uh, the the San Diego Comic Con special event. So that is now behind us, which is awesome. That was a lot of fun. And uh, and now I I'm I'm now a proud father. My my baby boy was born. So that's really yes. cool. Yes, congratulations. I'm so excited. You guys Thank are you. a beautiful family. And I was so happy to see all those pictures. And it was adorable to see Rizzo looking after her her little baby brother. Yeah. So cute. Oh, my God. It was so cute. So, yeah, yeah. I am very. Who, who do you think he looks like more? I don't think he looks like either of us. He's a little I think bit he too has, cute. I think he has a little more of Alex in him. I can kind of see the eyes. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. His eyes but... are beautiful eyes. He's got these like um, light blue grayish eyes. Mm-hmm. Has, her eyes change from blue to green to gray. Right, like on yeah. a daily basis. You Alex throw has very water at her and she changes colors with her eyes. It's so weird. <laughs> um, she's like a mood ring. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, I already started seeing his beard coming in and then yeah. uh, all, all, all the Armenian hair. So. He was a hairy little baby. He's got more hair than I do. It's crazy. I was like, whoa, awesome. look at this guy. He already He's needs a, a haircut. He looks he like Finn Wolfhard from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, her, her water broke on the due date, which was December 1st, and like at 8 in the morning, 8.30 in the morning. And then we got to the hospital, but he wasn't born until uh, almost 4 p.m. the next day. Jesus. And then because it ended up being the C-section, we had to stay for another 48 hours. So we got there on Wednesday and got to leave Saturday afternoon. So it was just long. Luckily, there was a Harry Potter marathon playing, but it was on the E! channel. So there were commercials. So each movie was about 18 hours on TV. And so <laughs> it was a journey. And it started with it started with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And then it went to... Oh, this, wow. Then it went to the second one, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. And then it went to all eight movies. And we watched we watched almost all of them, but we fell asleep. We had a little window of opportunity to sleep uh, between Half-Blood Prince and Part 8. So we slept through fucking Part 7, which is fine because I feel like I've seen that one a, a lot. Yeah. And that's one of my least favorites. So... I'm okay with that. Swiggity swiggity swack. <laughs> yeah, I came up with another one. So I, so I, I have another one. So you remember before it was hockety pockety wackety whack statues. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah couple like statues from the attack. Yeah, exactly. Protectors from the attack. So now it's hockey, after after the after Voldemort is gone and there's just all this rubble. And yeah. then I then I went. <laughs> Hockety, fuckety, wackety, whack, put this castle back intact. <laughs> you really uh, are creative there. I know. <laughs> the same thing. Same, same incantation. I know. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'll, I'll quite... have to get more clever. But that was off of like no sleep. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> you quite the wizard there. Right. The wizard, Harry. The wizard, Harry. Yeah. Man, I get so emotional because I so like what we watch, right? So I also watch the Harry Potter um, uh, series and I just put it on the background because it's both on Peacock Plus, which I think I get free through my my Xfinity. I mm-hmm. just found out. But either way, it's about five bucks a month. It's worth it. And plus it's on HBO Max. Anyhow, they've become like one of my comfort blankets and I just put them on in the background. They're just so good. And I love to watch them. Even five, which I never really liked the most. It's it's just fun. And then oh yeah, Umbridge makes that movie hard to like. I know, but I love a good villain, though. I love mm-hmm. a villain that you can't stand. And 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 so th- I think that's what's so beautiful about it. But um, in in seven point one, when uh, they have to transport <laughs> Harry from his house and Hagrid says, you know, like, Harry, you're going to be riding with Hagrid. And he's like, I just find it fitting, you know, because I brought you here. And I just get kind of choked up. I'm like, oh, God, it's just like emotional because it's just I love Hagrid. He's such a good person. And so and that scene is hard to watch, too, because a lot happens between, you know, that and the next 10 minutes. Like Hedwig dies and all these things. And Matt I. Moody dies off screen and just it's a heavy, heavy scene. But uh, yes, I like seven a lot. A lot of people give it crap. But man, it's. It's fun. It's yeah. uh, George yeah, lives in the ear or some shit. Yeah. He's like saint like. And he's like, what? He's like, cause I'm holy. It's <laughs> like, what? That's your region guy. <laughs> was like, it's a thing joke. Two <laughs> thirty. <laughs> it's a thing piece. So. Yeah. But yeah. So I watched Harry Potter. Um, I just, I love them. They're, they're great Christmas films. They're great, you know, holiday films. Uh, I watched home alone. Also the first one. I love it. And I was like, cars are still here. They didn't go to the airport. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> this, this house is so full of people. It makes me sick. When I grow oh, up and man. get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> He's a little asshole. Look what you did. You little jerk. <laughs> yeah. So. Dude, that uncle is the worst. Yeah. Uncle Frank. Uncle so Frank, Frank, yeah. 8 a.m. on the button. And then um, I watched The Faculty. That is a star-studded cast, if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. That movie stole my opening. You know, the whole freeze frame thing? I had literally written a screenplay prior to that movie coming out. And it, that was how my intro was, introducing the characters. Mm-hmm. Where something would happen, and it would be like a freeze frame for each one, and their name would come across on the title card. And then when I saw it in action, I was like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. It's my idea, but it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so you go, freeze frame! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a stacked cast, but it's a uh, it's a sweet movie, and it, it's it's just like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or The Thing, for that matter. And I love those types of movies where you don't know who's who. It's like mm-hmm. a reverse whodunit sort of thing. So, and then, but um, then they they fool you when the one the blonde girl has mm-hmm. little nostril guards drop yeah. down. You're like, wait yeah. a minute now. It's like, whoa, you're bending the rules there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, some camera hocus pocus. We didn't see that happen. You're supposed to do the drugs. You didn't yeah. do the drugs on that. So and then and then Famke Jansen's sweet on Josh Hartnett. Ooh, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. She's Jean Grey. She's he's got. Good. He sells drugs inside of big pens. He's yeah. innovative. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that's, that's pretty dumb. So dumb. So yeah. So that's what I watch. But what else did you watch besides Harry Potter? Uh, Seinfeld. A lot of Seinfeld and uh, Parks and Rec. Kind of switching back and forth between those and then Project Runway. So the usuals, the usual usuals. suspects. Yeah, I got, I got no movies. Uh, I think that Carnage movie is out on. It uh, is available on demand, and there was that trailer that dropped yesterday for uh, Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, um, very excited about that. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, I am super mega pumped for that movie. October cannot come fast enough. That's insane. That's you know less than a, weir- a year away, but it's still October twenty twenty two. I know <laughs> it's crazy. It'll be here in no time. I can't believe it's already December. So this is <laughs> pretty gnarly stuff, man. But um, cool. Right on. I dig it. What about you? What have you been watching? Well, I watched those. I watched the Faculty, Home Alone, and Harry. Oh, Potter. that's right. I missed that yeah. part. 
No, it's all good. I thought you and just I was, snuck that I, in there. I was watching you, and I couldn't that's even right. lie about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to dig you. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I apologize. I, I knew that. I it's okay. I wasn't listening. I apologize. You got, who's your daddy, and what does he do? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Holy shit, man. We He wakes up a lot in the night as a newborn, and so mm-hmm. it was really hard to sleep. <laughs> I dare say next to impossible. You got a mom's divorce, dad's, yeah, divorce. dad's divorce. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't know how I'm going to go back to work. Like with just being so scatterbrained, but I will yeah. do my best today to be a little bit better. So I apologize. No um, worries. So we're going to do in the spirit of Christmas. We are continuing with. Um, is this our first Christmas? Oh, we did the holiday last week, right? Yeah, so, we did the holiday. Um, sorry. So this is our second movie, right? So we're going to do Jingle All the Way. Back to Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of our favorites. And uh, so Jingle All the Way came out in 1996. And uh, I'm excited to do this movie. It was one that I haven't seen in a long time. So it was fun to revisit. Directed by Brian Levant. And uh, he did The Flintstones, Beethoven, and Problem Child 2. I don't know if you've seen Problem Child 2. It's terrible. It is the Devon of Problem Child movies. I like it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. Uh, as someone that loves John Ritter, though, I have to, to watch it and respect it because he is just mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Uh, written by Randy Cornfield, which sounds made up, but it's true. And the cast includes Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Rita Wilson, Phil Hartman, Robert Conrad, Jake Lo- and Jake Lloyd, who, by the way, is... Not good <laughs> to be a child actor. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, when you're a child actor, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you got to give them some credit because what are they, you know, they're new to the craft and everything. Uh, but then when you watch, you know, a movie like I Am Sam, right? And uh, what's that little girl's name that's now finally an adult? Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, she was like brilliant in that movie. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, whoa. <laughs> Well, and it's weird because her sister, Elle Fanning, is actually being uh, she's more, I guess, popular now. And Mm -hmm. she's done a lot more than Dakota has done. And Elle's we've seen her grow because she was a child actor and she became, you know, uh, more prominent in in different films. So it's fascinating. No, it really is. It's crazy. Um, But I always liked uh, Dakota Fanning. Me too. I am Sam. Man on fire. She's crazy. That movie was nuts. Creasy Bear. Yeah, Chrissy's out his death. He's about to pen his masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there you have it. Uh, critical reception. It was not kind to this movie. <laughs> people, people, people don't like this movie. It's it's unfortunate. <laughs> Sad but true, as Metallica said. They wrote a song about it. It was basically about Jingle All the Way and the reviews. <laughs> Uh, But yes, it is a whopping 17% on the old tomato meter there, which is, uh, you're going to want to return that fruit. It is not good. It is expired. It is rotten. It is bad. And um, it is, uh, let's see here. We have uh, Emmanuel Levy from Variety. He says, uh, in this formulaic star vehicle, Schwarzenegger gets to fly like Peter Pan, act like Superman, and fulfill all the fantasies these kids have about their fathers. Which is, I mean, that seems kind of nice to me. But Yeah. Um, Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy says, Watching Arnold Schwarzenegger take a stab at lighthearted comedy is often like watching a whale try to maintain its balance on a gymnastics beam. Wow. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Never done gymnastics. <laughs> right. Uh, Heather Borner from Common Sense Media says Arnold terminates the holiday spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
what can you do? Uh, the one positive review comes from one Chris Stuckman from ChrisStuckman.com, who you are I a fan of. I love him. I love yeah. him. Uh, he says, that rare family-themed Christmas movie that isn't really aimed at kids. It's actually aimed at adults. It's a family Christmas movie that complete that's completely honest about what family Christmases tend to be like. Just madness. Seriously. Chaos. And that's what, that's what love is, right? You surround yourself by people you can't stand for a couple hours. And then just go on about your day after that. <laughs> just don't That's talk love. about politics. Don't talk about anything yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, just get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Napoleon? You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way you could possibly know that, Napoleon. Oh, my God. I was tweeting about the Niners fans today because they're crazy. I mean, there was a guy who had a giant ring on his head that was like, the 90s. And I'm like, all right, Uncle Rico, fucking calm down. I'm like, yeah, back, back in, in you know, Go put me in. <laughs> go to put me in. Yeah. You know dude, what? honestly, that 94 team was unstoppable. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. But you're—I mean—you're talking almost thirty years ago, and so it's I like, know, I know. holy buckets! It, no, no. And so I guess that's my biggest thing is like, look, dude, live in the now. <laughs> like I don't some care what you can't. did back in the past. I mean, some of those people weren't even born, and I'm like, I get it, bro. But yeah, you peaked in high school. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a lot of those. So yeah. Unfortunately. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Eighties Joe Montana, right? Nineties Steve Young. But I mean, fuck, dude, that '94 team was just—they were unbeatable. Good. They were, they nuts. were real good. <laughs> Car handle real good. Yeah, <laughs> I think you hate it now. Wait till you drive it. Exactly. So cool. Uh, the budget was sixty million dollars. Uh, gross sixty point five million in the United States and Canada, and then worldwide, you are looking at one hundred and twenty nine million dollars. Uh, and this movie opened Thanksgiving weekend in nineteen ninety six. Okay, here's some fun trivia facts about this movie, Jingle All the Way. Producer Chris Columbus wanted Joe Pesci, you know. Okay, 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 okay. You never go through the drive-thru. They always they, fuck you in the drive-thru. Fuck you in the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron. That would have been really funny. But he was deemed too short uh, at 5'3 next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is 6'2. This was despite the fact that Schwarzenegger had previously appeared in two films alongside the even shorty, shorter Danny DeVito. That would have been a really funny movie, actually. I mean, this was great. Sinbad's funny in it, but... Joe Pesci is pretty hilarious. So yeah. I would have liked that a lot. Actually. Especially with the attitude that he brings. Yeah. But He's, yeah, Sinbad, yeah. some of my favorite lines come from Sinbad in this movie. <laughs> this is a sick world we live in. A sick world. <laughs> my, honestly, my favorite line in the whole fucking movie is when he goes, get out of my way, box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say anytime there's a shit in my way. Like, I'm just like, get out of my way, box. Um, I was thinking about this because I just got my booster shot. And he goes, no one likes you, booster. So I was saying that when I got my shot. I was like, no one likes you, booster. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was good. Yeah, he's great in it. Tis the season to be merry. Yeah. So uh, the story is based on the 1980s shopping, shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. However, it ended up perfectly mimicking the Tickle Me Elmo craze of Christmas 1996. And this is fascinating, Justin, because I was... I got a Tickle Me Elmo for Christmas, and my mom had to fight the lines for that. And you were probably around for the Cabbage Patch uh, yeah. fiasco, right? Yeah, yeah. My parents had to deal with Cabbage Patch, and all three of us kids got one. Mine was his name was Selby Monty. <laughs> sounds Came like a certificate and everything. Sounds like a bail bondsman. <laughs> yeah, they are all autographed on the butt with they have a tramp stamp that says Xavier Roberts. <laughs> You can't, you, can't, you can't get it covered up either. It's uh, yeah. it's not a Mexico tattoo. It's a real thing. <laughs> Have you ever seen Back to School with uh, Ronnie Dangerfield? Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah. No respects. No respects. Yeah. No. <laughs> so he has like this uh, company and they want to, they're pitching toy ideas. And there's this, his, one of the marketing execs is like, well, you've heard of Cabbage Patch Kids, right? Uh, he's like, they're, they're orphans, right? 
Well, Melon Patch Kids, they're abandoned. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, whoa. (laughs) Jesus. They're dumpster babies. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's dicey. That breaks my heart. I know, right? Oh, I don't like that. Melon Patch Kids. Fascinating about those Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah, you know, so I was old enough uh, to be... Uh, to remember the craze of uh, Tickle Me Elmo as well. So, you know, I was a teenager, and yeah, there was there was these whole things about people, parents paying three hundred, four hundred dollars for these That's Tickle insane. Me Elmos, and it was it was making the news, right? And so I was old enough to be you know to care about what was on the news, right? And just seeing that craziness that uh, that happens during Christmas time yeah. it was just fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, and we'll we'll discuss that more later because I mean that's that's one in particular that I was gonna I wanted to talk about. I had sure. one, and I was like, "What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who versus? Who versus? Yeah. I don't get it." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, um, in contrast to their characters, both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson got along very well with Phil Hartman off camera. They found him to be very warm and friendly, and considered him a delight to work with. And that may not be that interesting, but I mean, I love Phil Hartman. He was responsible for a lot of my formative years. I mean, you know, Lionel Hutz and, and, and different people in Simpsons characters and just all the different stuff he did in SNL. He's so funny and it was so tragic how he was murdered. And I just, he's a great character in this, in this film. So I wanted to put that in there. Mm-hmm. He's great. Did you ever see the movie greedy with Michael J. Fox? Maybe. And Kirk Douglas. So Kirk Douglas is like this wealthy man who has like a bunch of kids and they're all kind of after his money. And he's and so that's why it's called greedy. He's going to be dying soon. Like he, he has a terminal illness. And so mm-hmm. all the family is like fighting to get his wealth. And Phil Hartman's in it. And he's just such a dick in this movie. <laughs> and uh, Michael J. Fox is the only one that genuinely cares for him. You know, he never really mm-hmm. had a relationship with, with Kirk Douglas's character, but they kind of grow to like each other. But then Phil Hartman is convinced that it's all a ruse that he just wants the money to. And there's this part where he's got like this total like deadpan face. And he's like, excuse me while I laugh. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, <laughs> it's so obvious that he's just not into it. And it's so fucking funny. I love it. He's great. And he's good at playing like a nice guy and a dick. Like in Sergeant Bilko when he plays a dick. <laughs> yeah. God, he's so, uh, he was so fucking funny. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Awful, 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 awful. But anyways, I wanted to put that in there. And then finally, the Turbo Man television show that Jamie watches at the beginning of the film was a parody of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of. So and I could totally see that. Right. And what's funny about that, too, is because like Booster looks like one of the monsters that they would fight. on fucking <laughs> We don't Power like Rangers. you, Booster. <laughs> yeah. How crazy is that line that I texted you? I know. Did you listen yeah. to it? Did you so, play it back? So I tried to and my phone was acting stupid, so I wasn't able to, to listen to it. Um, But. I watched it on, I own it. So I own it in oh, 4K. Uh, Jesus. But, well, so, but the 4K I have is real grainy. And so then I watched it on Disney Plus and I actually didn't, I, I don't remember, um, I, I don't remember hearing that specific, the F word in it. And I'm just so confused. I wonder if that actually was. That's hilarious if that's what actually happened. Right. So I watched it on Hulu and when, in the moment during the parade, when, um, Sinbad punches Booster and says, "No one likes you, Booster." And, and he punches him. <laughs> yeah. And the kids run and they start tackling him. Yeah. One of the children says, "We don't like you, fag," and they're wow. beating him. And I'm just like, "Whoa!" I, I'm like eating this potato soup, and I'm like, "Can't, can't have your boy going around saying that shit." <laughs> it was gnarly. Was like, oh my oh, god, that is not a good thing. That's not a good look. I'm gonna wanna gonna wanna edit that out. And I'm not really a fan of of censorship per se 
but that is a very hateful speech, especially when they're beating somebody. Yeah. Um, that's that's not right. Gotta yeah, get rid of that. Especially in the 90s. Yeah. Buckets. Cool. Well, for anyone who had not seen this, here is a spoiler-filled synopsis. And I apologize. I was just at the Seahawks game, and my voice is gone. So I'm going yeah. to try. I'm just a virgin who can't dry. You were yelling so. obscenities at your team. Yeah. I know, right? You guys suck. Bunch of meatheads over yeah. here. So yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson sucks cocks and dicks. Sucks cocks and dicks. Ugh. All right. Burn, so man. Fucking burn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. We got to do Hot Tub Time Machine one day. That movie's funny. It's like a hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> On my phone. On my phone. Oh I my honestly, God. I have only seen that once in my life. And so your quotes from it, I don't remember or notice so oh yeah. my god it's so funny so <laughs> i like the john cusack there against all enemies foreign and domestic <laughs> oh my god i love it all right so here's jingle all the way so workaholic minneapolis mattress salesman howard langston loves his wife liz and nine-year-old son jamie but is unable to find time for his family and often put in bad light by his neighbor divorcee ted matlin malton uh, who harbors unrequited unrequited yeah, unrequited feelings for Liz. After missing Jamie's karate class graduation, Howard resolves to redeem himself by fulfilling Jamie's Christmas wish of an action figure of Turbo Man. Turbo Man. A popular television superhero, despite Liz actually having asked him to buy one two weeks earlier, which Howard forgot about. That was one whole sentence. Holy shit. On Christmas Eve, Howard sets out to buy the toy, but finds that every store has sold out and in the process develops a rivalry with Myron Larrabee, a postal worker father with the same ambition. In desperation, Howard attempts to buy a figure from a counterfeit toy brand. What are you, the CIA? What are you, 16 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He's so He's another underrated. He's, he's Jim, Jim Belushi is hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Mr. Destiny. No. Uh, it, okay. It's it's the whole thing about him, like, having the one life because he missed a hit in, in like, baseball. And then if he would, he thinks back, his life is miserable. And then he thinks back, only if I would have hit that ball you know, got the grand slam and won the game, my life would be different. So then he wakes up and that's what happened. And now everything is different, but he, he misses what his life was. And he's in the, at the beginning of the movie, he's in the middle of like remodeling his house and his yard is all like, they're supposed to lay down grass and they're just waiting and the contractors aren't doing anything. He's like, we need to call a mud guy. <laughs> and then <laughs> when he comes home after the world has changed around him, he gets home and the grass is all nice and lovely. And he, he walks in the, to the, up the driveway. He's like, oh, I must have called a mud guy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like the dumbest line in the world. And Dave Edmondson and I always say it. Anytime something was done right, we're just like, oh, I must have called a mud guy. And um, he got to interview Jim Belushi for Culture Magazine. Uh, oh, wow. Jim Belushi is really into selling David did? right now. Yeah. And oh, wow. when he brought up Mr. Destiny, he's like, you haven't seen Mr. Destiny. Nobody's seen Mr. Destiny. And David straight up throws like, must have called that up. Must have called a mud guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous. That's so fucking funny. I would have loved to tell Jim Belushi that he must have called a mud guy. And I didn't get to. But anyway, it was I forgot that he was in it. And so I used to absolutely adore his uh, his comedy. So it was fun to see him. His brother gets all the credit. So. Well, that doesn't surprise me because you're the type of person that is like, what do we have in cake or something? I mean, you remember the most (laughs) ridiculous lines in movies. So that doesn't surprise me that, you know, the mud guy. (laughs) What do we have in cake or something? 
Oh my god, it's so what funny. What is wrong with that one? <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with this one? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Get out of my way, box. <laughs> Get out of my way, box. <laughs> so, in desperation, Howard attempts to buy a figure from a counterfeit toy brand uh, run by con men dressed in Santa suits, which results in a massive fight in the warehouse that is broken up when the police arrive. Her- her- uh, sorry, Howard narrowly escapes arrest by posing as an undercover officer. Exhausted at his failure and out of fuel, Howard goes to Mickey's diner and calls home, intending to tell his wife the truth. Uh, Jamie answers the phone but keeps reminding Howard of his promise to be home in time for the annual holiday wintertainment parade. Losing his patience, Howard yells at Jamie, after which he feels guilty and depressed after Jamie scolds him for not keeping his promises. Howard finds Myron at the diner and they share the experiences over coffee, where Myron tells Howard of his resentment towards his own father for failing to get him a Johnny 7 OMA uh, one-man army gun for Christmas. A radio station advertises a competition for a Turbo Man doll, and the ensuing fight between Howard and Myron results in the din- in the diner's phone getting damaged, forcing Howard and Myron to race to the radio station on foot, where the DJ tells them that the competition was actually for a Turbo Man gift certificate. The police are alerted, but ha- Howard and Myron escape after Myron threatens an off- or the officers with a seemingly phony letter bomb. Officer Alexander Hummel whom Howard has it's run into Francis twice. Francis X. Hummel of the United <laughs> States Marine Corps from Alcatraz. There you go. Yeah. He's like, losers complain about doing their best. When is going to fuck the prom queen? <laughs> right. Uh, Officer Hummel passed away, by the way. Robert Conrad. Really? Uh, yeah. He died February 8th of 2020 at the age of 84 in Malibu, California, United Aww. States of America. I had a full life. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, um, he, Robert Conrad, investigates a package only to have it detonate, much to the men's shock. How many years on the bomb squad, sir? <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing all that shade. <laughs> so he's like, I was on the bomb squad. I got this. <laughs> so upon returning to his suburban, Howard finds it stripped by car thieves with Mary Xmas spray painted on the windshield. He returns home uh, in a tow truck only to find Ted putting the star on his Christmas tree. In retaliation. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the tow truck driver, that lady. Uh, she was, was she large March. <laughs> no, I I honestly thought she fucking was, and I oh. looked her up. But she is actually um the wrong Sarah. She's quoted as wrong Sarah Connor in the first Terminator movie. She's one of the <laughs> one of the three Sarah Connors that is targeted at the beginning of the movie. No, you're like Sarah Connor, not before she could all the, do all the pull ups <laughs> though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally thought she was fucking large March. I was like, how cool would that be? Because I thought maybe just like the Phil Hartman connection. And just going down the wormhole, it turns out she was more of a Terminator connection. That's awesome. Interesting, right? I dig it. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, Howard attempts to steal the Turbo Man doll Ted bought for his son Johnny, but can't (laughs) bring himself to steal from a child. Unfortunately, he is caught in the act and left alone when his family goes to the Christmas parade with Ted. After letting Jamie and Johnny out of the car, Ted attempts to seduce Liz, but she violently rejects him by hitting him with a thermos of eggnog that Ted uh, offered to her. Meanwhile, remembering his promise to Jamie to go to the parade, Howard decides to attend as well, but runs into Hummel again. The ensuing chase leads to Howard hiding inside a storage room where he is mistaken for the actor portraying Turbo Man and dressed in the highly technological costume. As Turbo Man, Howard uses his chance to present a limited edition action figure to Jamie, but they are confronted by Myron, dressed as Turbo Man's enemy, Dementor. Hurry, Turbo Man, use your jetpack to fly. (laughs) Despite Howard's pleas for Myron to stop, a long chase ensues, involving even a jetpack flight. Myron acquires the toy from Jamie, but is cornered by police officers while Howard saves his son. Howard reveals himself to his family and apologizes for his shortcomings. Uh, the police return to return the toy to Jamie as Myron is arrested, but Jamie decides to give the toy to Myron for his son, proclaiming his father as his true hero. The crowd from the parade carries Howard 
for being a hero while Myron, Liz, and Jamie look on and smile. Later that night, Howard finishes decorating the Christmas tree by putting the star on top. However, when Liz asks Howard what he got for her, he shockingly realizes that he forgot to get her a gift. And I don't remember that final part because <laughs> I turned it off after that. So <laughs> I don't remember that part either. Yeah, that must be on the bonus footage. <laughs> I didn't remember it ending at the parade. Me too. Fascinating. So, sorry about the coffee and the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta yak. Don't talk back. So, Justin, when was the first time that you saw Jingle All the Way, and what were your thoughts on it? Sure. As it turns out, it was in 1996 for crying out loud. I saw it in the theater. I uh, saw my buddy Luciano, and it was a midnight show. And you saw go mid- to the show. midnight shows in '96 of this? Uh, well, no. Uh, so it was on the the Marine Corps base, and they had oh. movies at six, nine, and midnight. And we went wow. to the midnight show. Damn. We just got cool. a driver's license, so it's kind of cool to go to the late show. Or the, the late, late, late show if you're a Jane's Addiction fan. Really there out there. Did you like it? Yeah, when I saw it, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for, uh, at the time, I was a sucker for holiday movies. You know, obviously Christmas Vacation is one of those big ones. Uh, but I, li- I like uh, Christmas holiday uh, comedies, even like Fred Claus. I like Fred Claus for some reason. I'm like one of the only human beings in the world that enjoys the movie, that movie. The movie's weird, man. I'm not a huge fan, I'm not a huge fan of that. Nobody one. is. I'm the only one that likes it. Uh, so that movie, you look it up on IMDb, it made eight dollars, and that's my eight dollars. <laughs> yours <laughs> twice, two four dollar matinees there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, I enjoyed it, but I haven't, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I, I know I saw it again, like when it came out on video and everything. But it has been at least 20 years since I've seen Jingle All the Way. Right. I love this movie. I've seen it a lot. And it's it's one of my favorite underrated like holiday films. It's just it's crazy. We did this on my top five podcast with like underrated movies that have rotten scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Because like you said 17 percent by critics and 38 by audience. This movie didn't do well. And I love the shit out of this. And that's not just because I like Arnold. You, know, you named it Cat Julius. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I I think it's it's so well done and it's it's so relevant to now and topical to now like being an adult. I mean, I don't have any kids that I know about, but you know what I mean? It's just it's one of those films that it's so relatable. And I think Chris Stuckman said it well. This is like for adults, not necessarily a kid's movie. It, we can all be like, fuck, I've waited till the last minute to buy presents before. And it is stressful. Right. Holy it man. is so cool. Yeah, I, 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 I liked this movie a lot. I was glad I rewatched it. You said you watched it on Hulu, right? I did. I watched it last night. Okay. And you have ad free Hulu, right? I do. Okay. I have the ad version, but I don't, I think they just do it before the movie. And then, so I watched it on, it is available like everywhere. It's on Hulu, Disney plus, uh, I have it on voodoo. And then I think it's another thing, but it might just be Disney plus, but anyways, it's for free. You should totally check it out. It's fantastic. So one thing I do want to ask you, though, so Howard in this film, he's a typical workaholic movie dad who's just he's kind of rarely has time to see his son. We've seen that trope in in movies before, and I believe there's a reason for it in this movie. It really drives the plot. You know, even today we see so many people that are, quote unquote, too busy uh, or working crazy hours. I know I work kind of uh, a lot. I know you work a lot, too. So it totally makes sense. And you look just like Arnold. So, yeah, Um, yeah. But uh, got however, lab, got the lab coat and everything. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> my body, my choice. <laughs> um, you know, the thing about it, though, most of these people are vocal about how busy they are. They tell you, hey, I'm just I'm so busy. Right. But Howard, on the other hand, he continuously breaks promises to his family. Remember, you're my number one customer. Right. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I know. Right. 
So typo here. But do you know anyone like that? Do you know anyone who just is, is so busy or constantly breaks, breaks promises? Um, and then to further that, do you think you personally are or will ever be like a Howard? If you don't know anybody in particular, you can you can like paraphrase or just like generalize basically hypothetically if you if you kind of know the people. Sure. So as far as someone that just breaks promises all the time, uh, that award goes to my father. Uh, when I was a kid, he was great. But as an adult, he has just he's like a hypochondriac. So he always has something wrong. <laughs> like four months before my wedding, he was like, I don't think I'm gonna make it, man. I'm really sick. <laughs> I'm like, four months. dad, you got you got time to get better. Take some fucking pills. Pills are good. Pills Eat some are chicken good. soup. Yeah. Some chicken soup and wear a coat. <laughs> so my my dad has has worked really hard to let me down. in in my adult years, um, you know, there was this one time where I just I had had it, you know, I was in the hospital with pancreatitis and I was in so much pain and, you know, my dad found out and he called me and he said that he was going to come and see me. And I immediately started crying because I knew he wasn't going to come and I was just devastated. It hurt more to hear him say that he was coming to visit me than the actual pancreatitis because I was just so upset with him. And I'm just like, okay, dad, I'll see you when you get here, knowing perfectly well that he was never going to come. And so it was kind of a crapshoot for the wedding. Like I I was, I was genuinely surprised, shocked in disbelief when I saw him there. I was like, holy shit, he made it. I would have lost like a thousand dollars if I would have made this bet. (laughs) And so I was a little blown away. I was like, all right, cool, man. And, uh, but then the next day we had like a baby shower and he didn't come to that. And had I known that I wasn't going to see him again, I would have, you know, said goodbye that night, but I was expecting to see him the next day to to get in a car and drive two miles down the street to where the, you know, the baby shower was going to be and he didn't come. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can totally feel for Jamie and, and hearing promises and just being upset and being just annoyed by it, you know, like you, uh, just the other day I had tweeted, um, you know, have you ever told somebody to promise not to promise anymore just because you're just so sick of hearing it? And and that's literally geared towards my father. And I mean, he my sisters have done a really good job of just not listening to him when he says something. They have, they have found <laughs> the superpower to just not believe him. Wow. And they just write him off, which is incredible. I wish I could do that, but I can't. And so even though I know I'm going to be disappointed, there's this little tiny sliver of hope that maybe this time he'll be there but i'm usually wrong it was a pleasant surprise to see him at the wedding but um i was literally shocked and amazed yeah taken aback don't ask him about the navy and and who he'll allow in there yeah (laughs) guilty with the stories (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sorry to hear that man that's that's, it's it's a bummer though uh and and to to that point i will never be yeah. like like Howard or my dad. Uh, again, he was a great father as a kid. You know, he was always there to support me. He taught me, you know, what it means to be a man and how to be a good person and all that stuff. It was just once once I became an adult, that just kind of went out the window, man. But um, I I will never be too busy. I'm not even too busy for my dog, dude. When I'm working, <laughs> now that I'm working from home, you know, she'll look at me and she'll just bump me with her toy in her mouth. I will stop everything that I'm doing to chase around the house and run around. And you know, her home base is through the doggy door. So we run through the living room. We run through the family room. 
and then she she makes a couple laps around the couch and then she books it out the doggy door and that's now she's safe you know yeah and uh he's good it's yeah it's good (laughs) yeah um exactly and so i will do that all day long so she's only got so many so many days on this planet and i don't ever want to not be there for her so that same mentality will transfer over to little baby henry and i will do whatever i can uh to be there for him at all times well, I'm glad you talked about the little pumpernickel because, uh, you know, this idea of the film, when we talked about this before, it spawned from that chaos that ensued during the holiday toy launches for the Cabbage Patch dolls. And more more topically for me, you know, the Tickle Me Elmo and the Power Rangers. Like, I loved the Power Rangers and I had all the toys, all the Zords. It was amazing. It's so morphin' time. Right? <laughs> so full grown-ass adults, they were fighting each other for that goddamn action figure, man. It was crazy. You know, this is before the internet really like seriously before the internet and people are fighting people over toys. It is insane. Um, and you just had an amazing and beautiful son, little Henry, little O Henry, uh, when he yeah. gets older and he's like, Hey dad, like here's the, what's the deal, dad? Hey, I want a double man. Hey, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want a melon patch. Kid. <laughs> he's like, Hey, I want one of the melon patches. Hey, eh? so he asks you for that turbo man doll, but you forget to get it. Cause for some reason you're playing with Rizzo too much or whatever. Sure. Are you going to go out on Christmas Eve, Justin, to get it? If Henry says I want it, or are you just going to give him a one year subscription of the jelly of the month club and call it good? <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on, keeps giving, on giving Clark. Clark. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Grim Grisman. Yeah, I have a letter to Clark W. Grisman. And I didn't see it. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he just closed the door in his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, so I I feel that I'm pretty on top of the, the collector's space when it comes to toys, and I know what's hot and what's not. I set the trends for what's hot and what's not, for crying out loud. So I will be ready to pounce on that motherfucker. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for whatever it is this kid wants. So for me, personally, uh, there were only a handful of toys that I felt like I just had to have or I was going to die. But luckily for me, also... Something like Ninja Turtles or G.I. Joe, there were 8,000 characters. So I was going to be happy with whichever one I opened. You know, what I mean? like in this case, it's Turbo Man, it's fucking Sinbad with a brain, and it's Booster. Those are the only three characters. <laughs> no one likes you, Booster. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that one's pretty tricky when there's only one dude. Like Tickle Me Elmo, it's it. It's one thing. Cabbage Patch, they didn't give a shit which pa- Cabbage Patch they got. They just wanted a Cabbage Patch doll. You know what right. I mean? So there was a variety. Uh, G.I. Joe, there's 700 different fucking Joes and 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 Cobra guys. So, I mean, you're going to be happy. Same with He-Man, right? There was just a billion different characters. So it's not like you were going to be disappointed when there were so many to choose from, right? So it's like, I got Chew <laughs> for all you Seth <laughs> Park fans out there. But uh, so I, I like to think that I will be ready. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at the Christmas shopping to where I'm done before black friday before black friday even happens i am locked and loaded with uh christmas presents uh this year was a little bit different because i was at a convention during black friday and then i was in the hospital (laughs) so shopping was done as of december 5th but um i think i'm ready and good to go so there is that yeah and and that's a good point you know like with the cabbage patch dolls it's it's almost all encompassing there's so many different types and you know, you get kind of whatever. And with Tickle Me Elmo, my, my my mom went to a store. I don't know how she found it, but she got it. And I liked it for like six months. And that was about it. It was just the hot item. 
And I don't know who sets the trends for these things. I mean, you and I both worked at Target and we we saw that all the time where it's like, hey, this is the hot item, right? I always think of that. Hatchimals. Yeah, are hot. Hatchimal, exactly. And yeah. I always think of that Dwight Schrute thing, you know, where he buys the princess, whatever. Yeah. With the, the my unicorn. unicorn can pierce the sky yeah. or whatever. My horn will pierce the yeah. sky. Princess um, unicorn. So it's it's just, it's fascinating that that kind of stuff happens. But I mean, we would see that a lot. People coming in on Christmas Eve and being like, why don't you have any Hatchimals? And I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> You've known for a year that Christmas was on December 25th? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you buy it last Christmas? <laughs> you know? Instead, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you threw it away. <laughs> so yeah. so it's um it's it's just so weird. And, and like, I guess for me, like when I have kids or if I have kids, I'm I would also be prepared like you because that's just kind of what I am. But there are times I mean, so it's as of this recording, it's December 4th, 5th today, right? So we have less than 20 days for Christmas and I still need to buy presents for some people. And I know that shipping uh, issues have you know, are, 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 we're having issues with like shipping and stuff. But let's just say this is before shipping. Um, I would be going out in the stores like right now and buying things. I, I wouldn't wait till the last minute. I can't I can't do that with presents. It's so stressful. There's so many people out there. And so I think if my child was like, hey, the like, dad, I want this triple man. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes there. You sure yeah. you don't want this copy of the Hateful Eight on DVD? <laughs> so, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. But you know, you bring up Power Freelance. Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> job. Yeah, Power Rangers, though. Let's just say that you had four of the five fucking Rangers, and then you're like, God damn it, I gotta right. find this, you know, this Yellow Ranger, or my kid's gonna just be mad. He's gonna like, murder me. Yeah, like, no, well, the Yellow Ranger, you know, they, they got killed in battle, so you don't, you don't need them anymore. <laughs> Whoa, that's edgy, yeah. dude. <laughs> I mean, the show's about teenagers saving the world. It's already kids at war, so it's already edgy when you think about it. It is. Bulk and skull. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree. You, you need to collect the set, and it's always kind of the – and with kids, you know, the, the trend is if you don't have it, then you're a loser sort of thing. Yeah. Like if you don't have this already, kids at school already have it, and it's like, holy shit, I need, I need that. So I get it. I understand. Fidget spinners, you know – like, I did not understand fidget spinners. Neither did I. But when people would come in, they're like, we want fidget spinners. It's because one kid would have it. Then the other kids would have it. And it's like a pyramid scheme, basically. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Do you like to have fun? <laughs> yeah. Tell you what you're going to need. You're going to need like 18 fidget spinners. Yeah. I, I guess my concern is like for me, I, as and a grown adult and everything, so I'm in a whole other category. But when it comes to Christmas, I've always gotten what i want throughout the year you know like i've i've never right. waited till christmas to get something if there's something that i want if i see an ass i nail it and so <laughs> I, I get something i if i something i want i get it and so for christmas you know we talked about this before i just like fucking baked goods dude you yeah. give me cookies boom i'm i'm set you know or <laughs> some my wife's cookies yeah yeah <laughs> who told you you could eat my, my cookies yeah, exactly um so that's just who i am you know i like candy you know if i got if i got a packet of fucking skittles i'm set i'm like dude is there more than 30 in that pack because yeah, that's, that's what it's gonna take to, to satiate me but uh experiences you know like going somewhere i think is always really cool uh you know this thing about like technology a lot of times gadgets are sold at christmas time right it could be fucking yeah, you know, a nose hair trimmer or a fucking, you know, portable TV, just something that's going to be useless by the next Christmas. And so it always makes me a little bit sad when there's some sort of gadget that gets delivered because then it was just like a, an as seen on TV kind of thing. Like, I get that you thought that I was going to like this, but 
this is going to go in an electronic recycle bin at some point. <laughs> and so that's why I would rather just take a bite out of a cookie and say, oh, my God, this is a great <laughs> fucking cookie. Thank you so much. That's a good pumpkin cookie. <laughs> yeah. I, I just get more out of that. That's just who yeah. I am. Totally. I get it. So, like, in addition to that previous question about, you know, going out and buying the Jelly of the Month Club stuff, it's the hottest hottest item people want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why do people act this way over toys or just gifts in general? And I know that you're in the industry, so maybe you can give some, like, insider info. Why can't companies just make enough for everybody? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's make enough for everybody. I guess the real question is, what is that number, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. you don't know what's going to be that you next hot. Yeah, you're just whistling <laughs> Dixie here, um, and and that's where it's really tricky, right? Especially there's a difference for me. So I'm in the imported toy business. So everything that's hot in Japan, you know, we try to get over here, right? So um, whether it's like Dragon Ball figures or fucking Voltron, Gundam, all that stuff. Um, there's only so much that can be brought to the United States. You know, and it's, it's trend based, right? It can be, yeah, one hundred percent. And so. Uh, you know, a new Marvel movie comes out. So then they make Tamashi makes like an SH figure arts for that character. But, you know, is it going to be the one that everybody wants or is it just one that a handful of people want? So, you know, want you booster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, is this no, the yeah. fucking booster yeah. or is this the turbo man? Is this a we fucking have... peg warmer or is this one that's hot? And so we have plenty of turbo man sidekick booster. <laughs> <laughs> How funny was that seeing Chris Parnell in that role? Right. Exactly. That's, that's interesting. The... But I think that's what's so brilliant. And sorry to cut you off, but I mean, that's what's sure. so brilliant about this is like you you think about that too. And it's cool that these parents are in tune because I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but when you've gotten a gift and it's like, sweet, I want Mortal Kombat, but you're, you know, your mom gets you Mortal Temple or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yay. It's, yeah. it's not the thing. Or like at Target, we would get people that are like, hey, I want this Xbox and people get like an Xbox 360 or something like right. that. And they're like, it's the same thing, right? So right. yeah, it's just. Uh, and, that, it's, and that's a real problem. Like Nintendo, they're naming conventions are terrible like the Wii then the Wii U yes and you're like the fuck is this and then there's like a 3D thin, or a, a Nintendo DS and a 3DS and a 3DS XL and like you're just like what the fuck dude and then some poor like kid that gets like $10 an hour has to explain this oh over and over and over again to yeah. a parent and you're just like oh my god it's like yeah. I want that you know, I want the game station. Like, so there's PlayStation <laughs> and there's the GameCube. Can, can I get the Playbox? <laughs> yeah. Can I get the Wii Playbox? Yeah, and that doesn't mean jack shit to the to the seventy year old grandparent that just needs to you know surprise their grandchild. So I mean, that's frustrating. But when it comes to toys, right? And you know, it's interesting because let's just pretend for a second that it's a toy that goes to mass market, like Target, right? You know, there's already there's 1,900 stores in the United States, and Let's just pretend for a second, hypothetically, that each store got 50 of that Turbo Man. That's 95,000 Turbo Man that they got to make. And that's just <laughs> for Target. If every store were to get just 50, if you cut that number in half, it's still impressive. If, if yeah. every store got 25, that's still 47,000 fucking Turbo Man dolls. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. How are you going to make that many fucking toys? And then if they don't yeah. sell, what are they supposed to do? Build sports with them? <laughs> Fucking throw them in the ocean, bury them in a landfill. What are you supposed to do with all these fucking things? Melt them like fucking Toy Story three. So it's it's a it's a game, right? Like you can't. Ma- it's it's not feasible to make fifty thousand of this figure, right? And yeah. that's just for Target. You know, there's also the Wally Worlds, and yeah, at the time, KB Toy Stores, fucking yeah. your mom and pa Toy Stores, your FAO Schwartz, Toys R Us, all these different places. That's a lot of fucking figures to make, and so. 
and if every kid wants this, of course there's going to be a supply shortage. But what was interesting about the movie, it did a really good job of showing full toy shelves, you know, just millions of characters and toys. And that's the way it used to be. And now when you go into a target, it's, it can be just fucking post-apocalyptic, you know, <laughs> and bare. You just see shelf space. Are, are they closing? <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. And, and you yeah. know, the global shipping crisis obviously has a lot to do with it. Um, but also just the amount of money that is made to make these things you know, or, or to put into making these. And so it just doesn't work. And so right. when there is that hot item, you're never going to fucking find it. So you just got to be ready to go. And now part of the fun is taken away because everything's bought online. You go to Amazon, you go to um, fuck a big bad toy store. You just pre-order it. You sit at home and you wait for your toy to arrive. You don't get to go to the store and find it on a shelf anymore, which is so sad. So like the, as right. you can see on the camera behind me, there's this box of or just boxes and boxes of cool toys. They're all amazing. I love them all, but I went through zero effort to get any of them. <laughs> yeah. And that sucks. Whereas before, 20 years ago, I can tell you where I got each and every one of my figures, how much I paid for it, if it was a gift, who got it for me, uh, and I just remember that. But now that magic is literally gone. It's literally it's now it's logging onto my Amazon account from my fucking bed on my phone <laughs> and pre-ordering something, and that is not exciting at all. So I I do think what I will say though is so like the recent console uh, battle right so Xbox Series X or PS5 I would have taken either one but for the Series X it was kind of fun because hunting for it you know and and my friend Brendan sent me a link that was through Walmart I don't really like shopping at Walmart but like he sent me a link that it would put it right in your cart so all you do is click on it and then you just check out after that and I already mm-hmm. set up an account I had my credit card information in there so it was like boom in thirty seconds I got a console and it was kind of fun you know, following this Twitter account that would be like, Hey, Xboxes are coming here or this is going here. Or we have a limited supplies of uh, turbo man dolls here and we're going to throw bouncy balls for them. So that was my turbo man moment. But I agree with you that it's hard to go into a brick and mortar place. And, and, and Funko pops is probably the thing that I could relate to is when you're trying to find that one Funko pop, uh, that, that really kind of, you know, fits it. And I'm a collector, but I'm not hardcore where I'm like, Oh, I need this chase. And Oh, I'm going to go over here and do this. (laughs) And I'm like, Suck a dick, man. Like, just take You're whatever. not hardcore unless yeah, you live unless hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. And the, <laughs> the legend rent. of the rent was, <laughs> was, way, was hardcore. way hardcore. Yeah. Fancy pants, turkey soap. <laughs> so, <laughs> look at that ridiculous bow tie. <laughs> What's the prize? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, God, I love that movie. For all you School of Rock fans out there. Oh, so I, I agree with you. There, There is a lost uh, beauty of going into the store and being like, oh, got this finally just holding it and be like yes. it is dude and they're having like a fucking you know taliban you know mug <laughs> like photo like hey this this was taken at you know 10 o'clock this morning <laughs> yeah. this is live like i took this i, I wouldn't hold- open that box if i yeah, were you. <laughs> you're holding today's newspaper and you're like dude i fucking got this toy on this day oh that's so great bunch of crooks on christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you have any toy that you've gotten like it, it not even on the holiday that people like kind of looked at you like weird like give me a beer like oh maybe i should hang on to this really tight or something like that uh like when you were in the store oh like you in grabbed the it. store yeah like you grabbed it and you're like Ooh, hopefully no one follows me sort of thing out to my car yeah, yeah sort of um a couple of times uh, so when i got the when i got the mortal kombat 2 arcade cabinet from one up it was at the you know were in renton that walmart that's kind of right there by that uh, Sonic Burger and everything. It's just kind of a seedy part of town. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> all walking. Of in the CD. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And I'm walking through and I, I'm just like, 
you know, there's there's like cop cars in the parking lot. There's people checking receipts. And I'm just like, man, I'm going to get fucking mugged as soon as I walk out of this building. And I was just like kind of looking both ways. Like, don't mind me. Just this single dude walking through with my fucking Mortal Kombat machine. And I remember just being kind of nervous that somebody was going to smash and grab and take my arcade machine from me. Um, that happened once only because, you know, there's there's people that get jumped with their PlayStations, you know, in their shopping carts. Right. These, these console boxes are so big. There's no way to not know that it's a fucking PlayStation or something, you know. And so it's a long walk from the, the doors of like Target to your car. <laughs> right. Like No one kill me for this thing. It's not worth it. It's only $500 or whatever. Um, there was that. And then uh, when um, the Spy Who Shagged Me movie came out, uh, Austin Powers, then Todd McFarlane made Austin Powers figures. And Mini-Me was this really hard one to get. You just couldn't find mini me. And then there was a fat bastard figure and the card was originally fat bastard. And then it was changed to fat man because <laughs> bastards. offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and I had those in my hand and I could just see people looking at me like, Oh man, he got a fucking mini me. And <laughs> I'm just like, man, I hate that. I have this in my hand right now. And it sounds yeah. so stupid, but collector like scalpers and stuff like they, they have no remorse. And so, uh, I was prepared to fight tooth and nail for this mini me. That's happened at Funko Nights at the Mariners game because they would give away, you know, like uh, special chase editions where it'd be like a gold plated Ken Griffey Jr. Funko. Right, right. And you'd see like I, I had a regular one and this dude had like four of them in his backpack. He's like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for yours. I was like, suck a dick, bro. Like, I want this. <laughs> like, right, right. So I came to the game. But I mean, it's our grown ass adults acting like children, you know, grabbing shit behind the the things and like depriving someone of, of, of their right of getting one because they bought a ticket. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's just it's, it's ridiculous. And people just lose their minds. And as I we've know. seen in this film, right? People, he got two. He got, he got two. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex got the um, the Edgar Martinez with the mustache pop. What? Yeah. What the hell? Give me it. I know. I remember you asking her. She was. You're like, "Hey, you got the mustache." One. I was like, "Um, what's that over there?" <laughs> <laughs> Pocket sand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it, it's definitely. I don't. I don't know why people act that way, man. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. But and for for the record, I I mean, I, I didn't stress about the mustache one. I thought it was really cool. Oh yeah, no, losing I, sleep over yeah, it. One hundred percent. But yeah, people just act a little bit crazy when it comes to that stuff. I don't. Peep. The fervor Peep. is real, and like you know, like uh, for me in particular, it's always event exclusives, right? It's a one time mm-hmm. year where people can get this one figure that's just exactly. like all the other ones, but it's colored differently, and so people freak out. Has a new hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Sometimes they don't have anything different except the color is fucking different of the figure you know it's an event edition and so it's it's you gotta get it it's fucking different and you know websites crash and people get mad and tensions are real and passions are tempers are high passions are just like flying and and people gotta get their their plastic i mean i literally had death threats on our social media accounts because people couldn't get their hands on oh my god these figures and i mean it's nuts and then i had to host a live stream the, the next day and I'm like, look, dude, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't get your figures, but you really don't need to wish me harm or hope that I die uh, for you to get your figure. It's unfortunate that you didn't get your figure, but at the end of the day, dude, it's it's just plastic, man. Relax. Hey, don't say that. 
Yeah, I know, dude. People, people lose their shit. I had never had a death threat before, let alone yeah. over toys. It's fucking David, nuts, David was telling me about that when we were on our way to your baby shower. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we got like over the live streams, we get some death threats. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. It is. It's like, calm the fuck down, dude. Have he's your like, mama so I, take you to your psychiatrist. Get like, so your I got, basement I got that going like, for me. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. People are nuts, dude. I know. But uh, speaking of nuts, what? so like, let's talk about your favorite gift or toy. Let's just say it's a toy, but your gift you've ever received. And it can be from birthday or Christmas, but let's just say Christmas. Um, and it can be multiple. So if you got like a bunch of Cabbage Patch dolls, that's fine. Or if you got diff- <laughs> yeah. di- different, different this, years. Yeah. I got, <laughs> what do you got? Like a uh, bunch of kids working for me in the back to, to make uh, all my tea parties happen. Exactly. Awesome. Or if you had multiple years where you had different gifts or like multiple gifts that you liked anyways. but. In contrast to that, I also want to know what's the worst gift you've received. And then, very cool. <laughs> yeah, the very cool gifts. Yeah, yeah, the very cool For gifts. Sure. So I've gotten some pretty cool uh, Christmas presents. Um, there was one year, I think it was like in 93, when um, there's this game called Maximum Carnage. And it was a Spider-Man game. Oh, dude, and, I fucking love that game. The, yeah. Remember the trailer for that? Where yeah. it was like real people and it was like, you know, you'd have the carnage and it was like a city of people like rising up. And I was like, holy shit, this game is edgy. <laughs> yeah. And the cartridge was red, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got that as a Christmas present. And, and that was totally unexpected because I forgot to tell my family that I wanted it. And we went to Toys R Us prior, like two days before Christmas. And just to kind of get out of the house. We always went to my grandma's for Christmas and it was like a big event. It's a huge house. Uh, before everyone grew up and got married and had kids, there was already 19 people in one house. So it was pretty crowded. It was a big house, but still. Um, and we just got to get out of the house. We went to Toys R Us and I saw the game and I was like, fuck, I, I didn't say fuck, but I was like, man, this game is so badass. I, I really hope I get it. And my mom overheard that, but she had no idea I wanted it. And she's like, oh my God. And so uh, we leave Toys R Us and I just remember thinking, man, that game is so cool. And I really hope I get it. And it broke my mom's heart because she didn't get it. And, and video games back then were like $80, you know, like, I know. Uh, it was That's stupid, crazy. And, you know, my parents had already spent all their money, but somehow she acquired her $80 and she and it was under the tree when on Christmas Day, I opened it up and I had it. And I, I, I like legitimately for a half second, I was like, Santa, because <laughs> like I didn't tell anybody <laughs> that I wanted this fucking game. And so it was really weird that it just magically showed up. But it turned out my mom had overheard me just kind of talking and just like being excited about it. And so she uh, she was a superstar that Christmas, man. It That's was, awesome. Was pretty dude. fucking cool. Yeah. yeah and uh, so I played it all the whole rest of Christmas break. I just disappeared because I had to go play this game. And it was really hard, <laughs> too, because like those, those are the days when you, know, you only had so many lives in a game and then you had to start all over again. So I got really mm. good at the first level, a little bit terrible at the second level. By the third level, I was fucking done. So <laughs> there's no Dark Souls there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 100 percent. And so that was that was a really good gift. I, I enjoyed the shit out of that. And then. Uh, last Christmas I got pocket sand. Uh, it's in a little pouch. You know, big King of the Hill fan. You know, I'm showing you on the computer right now. It's literally just a little, a little pouch, oh, and it has fucking God. Dale Gribble, and it says, you know, the Shackleford, uh, Rusty Shackleford pocket sand, and it comes with two little packs, like, 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 like selling chronic. I got my little packs of, <laughs> of, of sand. Yeah, it came with two little packs of sand, and. It, it is one of the most thoughtful gifts I have ever received. It's so random. 
and I love it. And I have it right here on my desk. I always just kind of have it on me. It's like, it's my fidget spinner is just playing with this pouch. Um, you know, my hands are always just kind of moving while we're recording this. And I almost, I'm always grabbing my fucking pocket sand. I love it so much. I can't say pocket sand without being like pocket sand. Pocket sand. <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> and, uh, and it's so fucking funny. And then another gift that I got uh, from Alex actually was that she fostered an elephant for me. And her name was Inkesha. And uh, her trunk was almost severed in a snare. Oh and so she has like this snarly wound and it basically almost was detached, uh, but they were able to kind of sew it back on and it healed. Uh, it still has a gnarly gash and a hole in it, but she, it doesn't slow her down. She's able to go with it. She got it from me three years ago. And every year we get a new elephant and uh, we continue with the ones that we already have. We just add to the family basically. So in Kesha was the first elephant and I loved her so much. I got a water color uh, print of her kind of thing. It was like a gift with it. Printed that out, framed it. Uh, then I got another elephant the following year, Delolo, uh, who was adorable. And then Bondeni was the the elephant we added to the family last year. Uh, so we have an uh, opportunity for a new one this year. So we'll have four elephants this year. Very excited about that. Uh, and then I love the gift so much. And I thought it was so awesome that I've, I've actually fostered elephants for other people. Uh, cool. And they get this whole packet in their email and they get a monthly newsletter of how good it's doing. Uh, and then you, they have the right hashtags to follow for Sheldrick Trust. Uh, so you definitely look into Sheldrick Trust if you're interested in elephants and just rescuing animals in Africa. Basically, there's a lot of um, like snares and, and poachers and uh, just animals that get dehydrated in the dry season or they get separated from their mamas. And they, they just they bring these elephants back to life, basically, and they'll foster them for several years and they'll reintegrate them back into the wild. And then when they go off to have their own calves, they'll actually bring them back to the to the nursery and show off their baby that, you know, that's they've had. so cool. It's like that's elephants so cool. legitimately remember these humans that yeah. took care of them. It's so fucking they never awesome. Forget. They yeah. never forget. And it's so cool. And I think it's funny since you're always talking about my memory and how good it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elephants just happen to be my favorite, yeah. uh, you know, animal. Yeah. And so they're, um, they're beautiful they're, I love them so much, dude. My, my Instagram feed is nothing but fucking elephants and goats <laughs> hopping all over the place all nimbly, nimbly. And uh, so I have since gotten other people, um fostered elephants for them a uh, little rojo he was one and then um rama he's another one he has like a little um limp in his leg you know he was he was found several weeks alone and they don't even know how he survived but he has like a sort of a, a weird limp and they're just nursing him back to health but he's so adorable love him so much and uh it's just great i, I love keeping up with them and following their their little hashtags to see like how well they're doing but i've become quite familiar with you know basically 25 to 30, you know, baby elephants. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they've fostered, uh, you know, they've taken care of several hundred throughout the course of their existence. But holy shit, man, I love them so much. They all have their own personalities. And some go on to be like matriarchs and they just look after their other little herds. And it's just, it's amazing. And that has become my all-time favorite gift. And that all started with Inkesha. Nice, dude. Yeah, that's really great. I I'm, I'm glad and there's a special place in hell for those poachers and they can go oh, straight to hail H-E double hockey sticks. So right. it's always funny when you see an article, you know, like suspected poacher, you know, murdered by pack of lions or something <laughs> like that. And you're, you're like, like, yeah, I don't feel oh, bad about that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not too proud of you right now. So yeah, am I uh, supposed to care or what? <laughs> yeah, no, they're the worst. Yeah. Man. Like, especially like the ivory trade. It is terrible. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to answer this specifically because, I mean, I don't want you to call anybody out. But do you have a gift that maybe you weren't super happy <laughs> yeah, with receiving? <laughs> I do. I, I for, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. I got hooked on. No, no. It's that. okay. 
Uh, yeah, so my grandmother on my father's side, my dad's mother, uh, Grandma Beverly was her name, and she was a real piece of work. And she, his side of the family was not kind. Uh, you know, his dad was abusive. His mom didn't care. Um, his brother was a terrible man, and his sister I never even met. And so uh, they're they're just a, a wild bunch. But my grandmother Beverly, she had got me this pack of combs once for Christmas. <laughs> And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, I was like, I was like eight, you know, and, and, you know, a, a toy would have gone a long way, but, or clothes, but I got this pack of combs and, and it wasn't even like about money or anything like that. You know, again, I, I would have been cool with a pack of like Oreos, you know, but uh, she got me this pack of combs and she got my sister, Sarah, she got her like a pocket, a, a denim pocket that you would sew onto something. She just gave her a pocket. <laughs> the same, I can't even explain it other than just imagine removing a pocket from jeans, a back pocket, and handing it to somebody. <laughs> 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 yeah. So Sarah got a pocket. I got combs. I don't know what Jennifer got, but um, it was a not a remarkable gift. It, but you're always combing your hair. That's why you, why you I know, me. right? <laughs> if it was a switchblade comb, that would have been cool. <laughs> With your pack of cigarettes in your arm. Yeah. And... Oh, but, man. Yeah, just this pack of combs. I was like, shit. That's my, not mo- good. my mom got me a pack of VHS, blank VHS tapes, because I like uh, my, my brother's opening, like, you know, I don't know, like a sports ball, or I don't know, let's right. just say that. And then my Signed sister has like Darryl a doll. Strawberry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. white powder dripping off of it. Oh, shit. That's edgy. Yeah. And my sister has like a doll and some other things. And then I get like some VHS tapes, and I'm like, what? And my mom was like, because you're always recording shows, like, because I was recording The Simpsons and stuff. And it's that's a I think that's a good gift. Right. But at the time, I'm like a, you know, 10 year old kid. I'm like, I was like crying. I was mad. I'm like, you got me VHS fucking tapes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's too was, bad. Cause it, cause uh, not re- good. Realistically, though, then it would be your tape, though. Like you recorded that. That belongs to you. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think there's something special in that. She obviously knew that you liked movies and TV shows, which you still do today. So that's a very practical gift. And I'm a sucker for yeah. the practical gifts, man. If it's something that I'm going to use on a daily basis, like when my cousin, not my cousin, my brother-in-law, Brett, when he got me that fucking monster hoodie with all of his tabs yeah. that were saved up, yeah. that's like one of the coolest gifts ever. He yeah. drank a lot of monster to get me that <laughs> hoodie. Which, by yeah. the way, uh, Henry's birthday is on the one-year anniversary of my sobriety from energy drinks, by the way, Whoa. December 2nd. I have now celebrated one year of not drinking energy drinks, and I'm very excited about that. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so, Justin, it's it's hard to say we don't like receiving gifts. Like as a society, I mean, it's, I love to receive gifts. I can't sit here and be like, I don't want gifts. I mean, it's I love it, right? But you know, the thought is always the thing that truly counts for me. So you could get me pocket sand, and I'd be super happy about it. Yeah. We talked about it, right? And it seems that every year shoppers spend more and more money, even if it puts them in debt, which is kind of sad. But It's how the economy works. It's how it moves. And I personally don't care for Christmas as much because I've grown just tired of that focus around spending as much money as possible. And I'm not Burt Reynolds or anything. So buying buying all these gifts, it it can be tough at times. But however, how do you feel about Christmas overall? Are you okay with the consumerism or or do you kind of wish that we could change that? Yeah, I'm kind of of two minds of this because some people, you know, that's their love language is buying gifts. And and that's fine. You know, Alex is a great gift giver. She she does a lot of really cool stuff for gifts. Um, so part of me is very excited about that. But I 
I am really frustrated when someone just buys something just to get something and not putting in thought, you know, uh, that's just a waste of money to me. And I would rather, you know, that money go to when you go to the grocery store and they're like, hey, for $10, you can feed, you know, whatever, four families or something like that. I would rather that money go there than just I'm not a fan of that. You know, I hate that last minute gift giving that doesn't you know equate to something. That's kind of shit bothers me. But I, I get it. I I like the, you know, the when business is thriving. I like I want to see stores thrive. You know, the Main Street model is gone. You know, we don't have the mom and pa shops per se anymore. And it's all just going to fucking Jeff Bezos so he can go into outer space. So it has <laughs> yeah. put some perspective on things. I mean, I'm literally buying everything on Amazon now. I buy fucking dog food on Amazon. And that's just weird. <laughs> right. You know, so. I, I I totally get it, and and I I want people to to put thought into their gifts, and then not just be, you know, a present just to be something. And that that kind of stuff bothers me. And I know that you know people that that think less of gifts, even if it was like a five dollar item. But if it was thoughtful, then I think that that's great. And so like you know, you talk about your mom and the VHS tapes. Obviously, now at at, at the yeah. age that you are, you can recognize that that was actually kind of a thoughtful gift. But at the time, you were frustrated because I was very like, frustrated. Give me a fucking toy, man. <laughs> um, so I, I totally get it. But I do think that the holidays can bring out the worst in people. You know, when you yes. see fights break out in parking lots because someone stole a spot in quotes, you know, oh or are people being rude <laughs> to retail workers. And with the pandemic, we've seen that in spades. You know, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm going to sit on the ground and be a baby about it. <laughs> uh, but that was an attitude that you normally only saw on during the holiday season. And now it's all year long. And right. that's just crazy to me. And and people are stressed. You know, families coming to visit or they don't have money to buy toys. Um, you know, one of my one of my saddest uh, AP moments was when a mom was pushing out a cart just full of clothes and toys. And it was on Christmas Eve. And I'm just like, fuck, if this lady gets apprehended and she's got a kid in the car, you know, like what, yeah. what's going to happen? You know, luckily she like freaked out and uh, the cart attendant was just like, uh, <laughs> I'm like right behind her. And the cart attendant's like, are you going to pay for all this? <laughs> <laughs> she totally blew the cover the whole thing and in a way it was a blessing because she freaked out the cart tipped over and everything got to stay but as i'm going through the cart and i see that it's just you know this woman didn't have christmas presents for her kid it mm-hmm. was heartbreaking right you know i mean part of me wish she got away with it because i'm just like fuck what is christmas morning going to be like for this family obviously stealing is wrong but i don't want to see a kid just be devastated because they didn't have a Christmas. Yeah. It's not about the parents at that point. It's about, you know, this little Johnny opening up a present, you know, getting something, knowing that this holiday means something and it exists. Obviously it was based around a lie, but uh, at the time it's a very powerful thing to, to, to not have presents on Christmas day. Yeah. And I, it's, I can't, I can't speak for other people because I haven't, I mean, I've been in that situation kind of, you know, like I we had a time when we didn't grow up with a lot of money and I, I, I wanted the, the quantity over the quality. And so I wrapped like household shit from you know, I wrapped like pots and pans because I was like, oh, I want people to open things. And I thought it'd be funny. But also part of me was like dead on the inside because I was sad that we didn't have as much money. And, and it just it was different. You know, I was a young kid. So, I mean, 
it's hard to get upset with a child for wanting gifts. I'm never mm-hmm. going to get upset with a child because they don't understand the concepts of the world. And as a, as an adult, as a parent, you have to just do what you can to get by. Um, so it's, it's, it's just so interesting. So, I mean, I guess I can't be upset with the consumerism. I don't think, I, I, I think like you said, I don't like the people acting like babies and sitting on the floor and being like, why the hell don't you have this item for me that I waited till the very last minute to get? And yeah, so no sympathy there. I mean, sympathy for yeah, the child, not exactly. for the parent, not yeah. for the parent. It's like, dude, you had all this time in the world. Yeah. And, and well, that's how my checks. Christ was born on December 25th. Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like Thanksgiving where the holiday fucking changes and or Easter where you just never know when the fuck the actual day lands on. Christmas yeah. is always on December 25th. <laughs> There's no excuses. It's it's never going to change. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the one that always just kind of bothers me. The last minute shopper. And I get it. We're all fucking busy. But guess what? If you want to get Jeff Bezos into outer space, lay on, lay on your fucking phone and, and just order shit and you're good to go. <laughs> no excuses. We have, we have moved beyond that where you don't have to get in your car and drive to 18 different stores to track something down. You know, we've yeah, literally moved past that. It's an adventure all on its own yeah. right there. So yeah, can be. Yeah, I'm I'm all about, you know, I get anxiety getting Christmas presents. I'm all about the experiences and sharing the memories and all that kind of stuff. But I understand why the consumerism is there. 100%. Mm-hmm. My, my new favorite thing is just going on Etsy and just Ooh, yeah. typing in things that, you know, like if, if someone likes Disney, you know, and just seeing all this incredible things that people make. You know, or like Dark Souls. So I'm a super Dark Souls fan, right? I can go on Etsy, type in Dark Souls, and I'll see stickers, and I'll see 3D printed things, and and all kinds of cool shit that I didn't even know existed. But all of a sudden, some crafty human being that is just an amazing artist put something together, and that's a gift that no, that a handful of people are going to have. Right. You know, it's not something that you will find at Target or on Amazon. It is a special gift that is basically tailored to this person that loves something so much. And like, like, uh, like your Iron Eagle shirt, right? Yeah, I like it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just literally typed in Iron Eagle and I saw that shirt and I had to get it. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, there are like five people on the planet that own this shirt and fucking yeah. Zach is going to be one of them. I thought that was so cool. And you're going to waste one of them if you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's the movie you don't even like, but you like not liking it. So it's I love that funny. movie. I mean, you do about? now, I but, movie, yeah. but I mean, when you first saw it, you had to have been like, this is one of the worst fucking movies I've I was seen. just like, he's listening to music and he's flying a jet plane. This is great. <laughs> and you were literally, I was quoting the movie and I wasn't even watching it. That it was, was so hilarious. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. How is he doing this? <laughs> This guy's insane. <laughs> yeah, like I'm quote, I'm quote tweeting it basically to you as you're watching it, just knowing where you would be at in the movie. And I think that's so fucking funny. Oh my god! So I mean, it's like you mentioned earlier about like the thought that counts. And when you can find, if you know that somebody's passionate about something, and you can find a gift that relates to that, I think yeah. that that goes a long way, man. And exactly. I, I think that Etsy is the answer to that. I mean, you're getting gifts from all over the world. Why limit yourself? to just you know target or amazon when when somebody that's in like st petersburg could be churning <laughs> out fucking you know they forged in fire they could be making a gift and i think that's so cool that is really cool i agree it, man yeah that's the 100%. way to do it man go to fucking yeah. etsy shop etsy 
Well, and our, I want to give a shout out to to our buddy David Dassa from the Geek Garage podcast. He does um, he has a Etsy store, uh, you know, Geek Garage Gear is what it is. So if you guys are interested in it, he does uh, custom made tumblers and they're awesome. He made me a Batman tumbler and it is incredible. Um, he he's got like he's got Cyber Monday sales and all that all those kind of holiday deals going on. But yeah, Geek Garage Gear and he has a Facebook page. You should totally check it out because there are a lot of fun tumblers. But he's on Etsy. And yeah, like anything, he made a Dunkin' Idaho one that looks like the Dunkin' Donuts logo. And it's so cool. So cool. So yeah, a very talented man. But David Dassa, like big shout out to you, man. So I agree with you, Justin. Etsy, shopping Etsy is so neat because you can find those unique things. And that goes miles for me as opposed to getting just a a you know a nike t-shirt or something like that right you your pac-man video games right so. <laughs> pac-man video games <laughs> i have a pac-man video i game. know yeah it's crazy yeah. so to kind of follow up on that jamie for lack of a better term he's kind of a little prick in this movie <laughs> <laughs> look what you did you you little little jerk. Jerk. he basically gives his dad his ultimatum of hey I want this toy for your love until the end when he finally realizes that his dad is the real superhero. So Jamie made quite the turn from this consumerism driven kid to the appreciation of the things that he already has. I understand he's a child, but for the sake of this question, let's just run with that. And like, look, I get it, right? He's a child who wants toys. But unfortunately, I think there are grownups that I personally know who still act like this that are like, well, you didn't get me this. You didn't get me the you got me the Turbo Man doll, but you didn't get me the accessory booster, the, <laughs> the booster. <laughs> no one likes you, booster. So do you know any adults like Jamie who care about the quantity over the quality of a gift? Um, and then how can you make them change uh, and focus on the quality of the gifts and the true meaning of Christmas? And if you don't know any in particular, like hypothetically, if you know something that Basically, what I'm trying to say is, do you know people who maybe aren't are, are like on the cusp of of understanding what Christmas really is, but they just need a little push in the right way, sort of thing? Um, maybe, but see, I, I don't look at Jamie the way that you do, and I feel like we watch two different movies because I feel like he's just tired of his dad lo- like breaking that's, promises. Well, that's fair. I think I think more what I mean is. I think the the, the he, crux of, of the plot drive is like, well, you promise you have to do this. You have to get me this present. But I get what you're saying and like thinking about it too. Where it's like, remember, Dad, you know, like Turbo Man says, never break a promise or whatever. And and Howard definitely breaks promises. But I think from the toy standpoint, I think that always rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, hey, but you need to get me this Turbo Man sort of thing. Maybe I'm off base on this, but just for the sake of it, if you know, do you know anybody who just cares too much about about the goods as opposed to the, the pocket sand gifts? I mean, maybe Dudley Dursley. Yeah. <laughs> last year, 36, I had 38. Last year. Yeah, yeah 37. I, yeah. I don't care how big they are. Yeah, oh, man. That's probably it for me. I, 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 I'm lucky. I don't know anybody like that. that. That sounds pretty terrible. But yeah, for for me, it was it was more him just being upset with with. Um, you know, his dad about breaking promises. I don't think he really knew that he was going to be getting a Turbo Man doll. He had that conversation with his wife about, yeah, hey, I know he wanted it. And, you know, you're supposed to get it. And so and then and then the whole parade thing, you know, it was just one broken promise after another. Right. So he was when he had his meltdown, it was like, fuck off, man. You always say you're going to promise and you, and you break them. And it was like a fucking hook with uh Peter Banning and his kid and he and how his dad shows up to record or a guy from the office shows up to record his son batting. Yeah, that is, that is heartbreaking. That's pretty shitty, man. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. 
I mean, and it's pretty cliche for him to look over and, and try and see spot his dad in the crowd and look by the door to see if he would have got it come in late, you know, and but still saw him win his karate belt or earn his belt rather. And so I get it. As someone that has been frustrated with a father, <laughs> I totally get it. And so it connects with me on that level. But as far as like someone just being like, you know, it's all about the quantity. I would I would like to hope that, um, you know, they would eventually find their way and realize that that's right. not what it's about. I mean, that's that's pretty frustrating. And I know that you've dealt with buying presents for someone and not being impressed. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's unfortunate because I yeah. mean, I know that at least for me in particular, you've gotten me some pretty incredible gifts. I love the commission of Rizzo. You know, I thought that was great. I love my little thermos that you got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 cozy or koozie, would it, depending on what part of the country you're from. Um, <laughs> it's metal tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I've gotten some really fun stuff from you. My cool stickers, uh, yeah. I love all of them, and they're just so fun. I have like a Kurt Russell theme fucking laptop these days, so that's kind of cool. Yo, um, pork chop express. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it is interesting, and I know that. Like, so Alex, she'll buy me like 600 gifts and I'll get her like four that I really put a lot of thought into. Yeah. And so we had to have a conversation like, cause I just felt bad. I was like, you give me all this stuff. And I'm just like, you know, let's set a limit, you know, uh, like a budget, you know, like not spend more than, you know, three, uh, this year it's $300. And um, I just, I don't want, you know, to just feel bad for getting her four things and her getting me like 18 things. Yeah. And, you know, we take turns opening presents and it comes to a point where she's out of stuff to open. And I'm just like, (laughs) fuck. And I put a lot of thought into the gifts too. So I'm just always like running out of ideas, you know, and I don't want it to be about the quantity. I want it to be about the, the, you know, the quality. And she knows that I'm just taking it personal. You know, I, I shouldn't, but I am. You know, I, I just see all these gifts under the tree and I'm just like, fuck, it's already started. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, and sometimes it just takes like an external force that can push people towards that. Right. Because I mean, I, I got out of that consumerism model long ago, but I think it was more because I don't spend Christmas with family anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I just am so thankful for any gift I receive. It could be literally a coaster and I'd be like, Oh my God, thank you so much. I like I love coasters. I will use anything like everything you've got me. I'd be like, yes, I love this. Thank you. So it's, I'm a very easy gift receiver and maybe it's just, um, I don't really have an answer for it necessarily, but maybe it's, um, uh, shifting the, the dynamic of understanding what you have versus what you want sort of thing, or like what you need versus what you want. Mm-hmm. So depriving people maybe of all their, their comforts and, and being in a situation where it's like, look, you don't get these at will. Like your birthday is not guaranteed gifts and your, your, the Christmas is not guaranteed gifts. So some of us celebrate a half birthday too. <laughs> Well, not to point any fingers or anything, <laughs> but some assholes over here are like, hey, just remember, it's my half birthday, right? <laughs> and there's Armenian Christmas, too. So, like, all the ortho- all the Orthodox folk out there, uh, so oh, whether you're from gosh. Cuba or Armenia or whatever, you know, there is a January 6th um, Christmas as well. And so, it's, Alex gets hit pretty hard because it's it's Christmas, then it's my half birthday, then it's Armenian Christmas. <laughs> which yeah. is pretty funny and then now henry you know he's a december birthday so uh and then my fucking car registration is due in january so it's just always one thing after another 
lot of, a lot of spending in there is December. a lot of january stuff right it's like yeah. a hangover from all the christmas stuff <laughs> yeah and so retailers feel it too right so yeah. so it does january and february both can be dicey but february has valentine's day you know a made-up holiday to help <laughs> Exactly. recoup some of the loss <laughs> you know and so there's that thank god but you know it's not until april when people start getting their tax returns back that they start spending money again that's that's a very yep. common thing but exactly. you know black friday used to be prior prior to the amazon model black friday was you know obviously the the month or the weekend that everyone just went batshit crazy and bought stuff but then it became the last weekend before christmas that's when people really the 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 desperate you know, the, the desperation sinks in. And, you know, when you originally were going to get somebody, you know, uh, a fucking diamond ring or something. But guess what? We're all out of diamonds. So you're going <laughs> to you're going to Instapot for fucking Christmas instead. You, you know, know that's, nothing and you'll like it. <laughs> that's that's honestly that's when things really start to fly off the shelves because yeah. the desperation sinks in. Right. You know, if someone gets a jewelry box or someone that doesn't even own any jewelry. <laughs> a gun rack for someone. Who yeah, a gun. <laughs> exactly. Because no one knows what to get. That's when you start selling the switchblade combs and the <laughs> And the, yeah, yeah, the, the four pack of combs. Yeah, because because <laughs> you can't, tapes. you're not gonna you, you know anything you order online is not gonna get there in time, you know, and so you have to go to the store, and then you're that asshole that's buying this thing that nobody in their right mind needs, but you just see it and you're like, well, I gotta buy something, and so you get it. <laughs> I need that perfume. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's that, that's that when your of the month stuff that comes. Aqua in. de Joe. <laughs> Right. So if you ever find yourself in that situation, that's when you can foster an elephant and do the yeah. subject trust. Because honestly, that is one of the coolest fucking gifts ever to know that you're able to make a difference for, and, and fund these organizations that go out there and, and save these animals lives. They're constantly removing snares from animals, whether it's a fucking giraffe or, or, a, or a lion or a, a wildebeest for crying out loud. Like they are literally saving all the animals that are remain. And, right. and we're not getting a whole lot more of animals. So, yeah. you know, it's my son in particular is going to grow up in a world where so many things that I knew existed are now extinct. And that just mm-hmm. breaks my heart. Yeah. So whether it's a fucking rhino or an elephant or a tiger, whatever, polar bears for crying out loud, they are they are losing real estate every single day. And it's just heartbreaking. So if you can find a way that rather than buy that switchblade comb, but to to help generate <laughs> some sort of funds for an organization that's dedicated yeah. to saving these animals, I think that goes a long way. Because I love animals. Exactly. And you get the fucking newsletter to keep up on your on your orphans. It's Heck so yeah, cool. I honestly yeah. I can't I can't say enough about it. Shelter Trust, check it out. Cool. Yeah. All right. So this movie we talked about, it was horribly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a 17% critic, which is awful. <laughs> That's a failing in my book and a 38% audience score. Um, you know, and I take offense to this personally because I own this on 4K. <laughs> so you and I are both big Arnold fans. And we recently did Twins for an episode. Um, and if you haven't checked tonight it out. Tonight is your night, bro. <laughs> tonight is your night, bro. Uh, and if you guys haven't checked it out, please do. It's a, it's a fun episode. We laugh and laugh and laugh. I was uh, laughing and laughing. laughing. So and then on that show, we discussed the comedic genius that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. But why did this movie bomb? Do you think this movie has or can gain like a cult classic status and why? So I think, it ha- interestingly enough, until two years ago, I would have said that this movie is not all that good and no one cares about it. But that would have been a lie. Uh, for work, uh, we recorded uh, sort of questions that we asked all the employees just to kind of have like this tape rolling uh, during our Christmas dinner and party. 
And when asked what's your favorite Christmas movie, there were several team members that said Jingle All the Way. And I thought they were just on hot, like just fucking smoking crack. I was like, are you insane? Like who likes Jingle All the Way? And so many people that were just a little bit younger than me, you know. So like people that were in their late 20s or early 30s that were kids when this movie came out. Uh, makes all the difference and now they're the adults and they love this fucking movie so they're going to show their kids and their friends and family and so i think i think on on a level it has gained that cult status uh which was something that i was not privy to i thought this was a movie that came and went and everyone forgot about it's fascinating certainly not the case yeah yeah blew me away yeah i had i had no idea that this movie was was gaining that cult classic status and That's, I don't, I don't know why I bought. Maybe people took it personally. Maybe they're like, "Man, I was that asshole paying four hundred dollars for the Tickle Me Elmo," or I was like <laughs> a person cutting people in the parking lot to get, you know, a Cabbage Patch doll. So I, I don't know. And I think a lot of people, you know, Junior wasn't a success. That was a flop. And so, uh, you know, maybe people were ready for just Arnold to make more fucking True Lies movies. You know, True Lies came out in what ninety four, right? And so I thought it was later than I thought it was ninety seven. True Lies? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was after this. Uh, I, I, know, I was in high school. I know that. Ninety four. But... You were right. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. Doubt you. I shouldn't. Hey. Because so, it's you. <laughs> I mean, and that's one of his best movies ever. I mean, oh, I absolutely. will always argue that Terminator Two is my favorite action movie. You know, or at least one of them. Uh, Starship Troopers obviously wins that. But someone said that True Lies or or Terminator Two was the greatest action movie of all time. They would not be wrong. I would yeah. never argue with them. That is a, a perfectly legitimate hill to die on. Uh, and so. If he's making true lies and then all of a sudden he's making fucking jingle all the way, I can see how uh, adults would not be into this movie. And that was one of the critiques that someone said that this was geared for adults, but it just didn't land with them. They, they don't want to see fucking, um, you know, the Turbo Man. They want to see, you know, Harry Rehnquist or whatever <laughs> and, and Doris <laughs> kick some ass. Uh, but that wasn't the case. So that that honestly, that's my the only thing I can think of is that it was just the wrong time for Arnold to make this movie for yeah. the adults in that in that because like '90s Arnold, he was big, right? And so I think maybe people were just like, "Well, this is weird. He's doing this. I want to see more action. I want to see shoot him up." Blah 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 blah. But and we've said that about different comedies that we've maybe sat on or films in general that we sat on and been like, "Oh wow, this is way better later on in life." And for me, when I saw this, I loved it and I still love it. But I mean, I was also a big Arnold fan, just like you. So, yeah, it's it is one of those head scratchers, though, too. And I think it's not only it's until you get older and you and I both have extensive retail experience that you're like, man, this thing just resonates really well with us. Um, I think that's why I like it so much. It's in my top five favorite Christmas films of all time. Like mm-hmm. it really is. I I absolutely love this film. And I uh, whenever I think of the reindeer, I go dash a dance a prance a vixen comic Cupidon and I say yeah. exactly like him too. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite parts, especially when he's running down the street. Yeah, dash a dance a prance Yeah, it's so funny the way. And he says prance. He goes. He goes. What does he say? He's like. Bronza. He goes, Bronza. Bronson. Yeah. It sounds like he says Bronson, but he's like, Bronson. Right. <laughs> it's so weird. But uh, I mean, that's Arnold. And, and we loved it. We talked about this on Twins when he's like, cookies. And just the shit that he says is yeah, I'm so I'm looking funny. forward to tossing them. Yeah, but, to you know, tossing them. The night, he had some terrible movies in the 90s, dude. So like after, after so he Terminator 2, then he has, you know, uh, fucking Last Action Hero, which you really like, right? I love that movie. Uh, True Lies, then Junior, then Eraser, which is not good. Um, Jingle All the Way, Batman and Robin, 
end of days, which is also not good. The yeah. sixth day, which is also not good. Then he had collateral damage, which didn't even come out because it was like nine eleven. You know, it got oh, that's booted right. all the way a whole yeah. other year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's and then it was Terminator three, which a lot of people don't really like that either. Um, it's not the greatest. Um, so he had he had like an, an a time where he was just making terrible movies, and then he went on to become uh, governor, right? Of California, oh, yeah. of California, you know, California. around the world in 80 days, you know, it was one of his last like, <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking movies for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, and and the, the kid and I, I guess that was another one. But um, then it wasn't until The Expendables mm-hmm. 2010. That's a long gap. And he he looked completely different in that movie. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He aged. And so uh, um, it is pretty crazy. So, I mean, there were a lot of he had a a, a string of just not good movies. So yeah. forgettable and, ones for that matter. And I think this one resonates pretty well. Minty did a, a good episode on this and Minty usually, I mean, those are movies he likes. So, right. And, and I agree. I think this one picked up steam and it, it popped up on Disney plus it pops up as one of the top Christmas movies too. It's just, that's what Christmas is about. It's, it's cheesiness. And I, I guess I, I like the idea. It's, it's a more unique idea than someone falling in love on Christmas, right? It's, it's just a more unique idea of like, dude, we've all had to deal with finding that toy sort of thing or finding mm-hmm. that gift. And it is so stressful, maybe not like this level, but obviously it's 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 you know a farce. And so, yeah, I think that it's just fascinating that this needs to uh, take a cult status and people did not like it at first. I'm like, dude, it's a Christmas movie. How can you not like it? <laughs> so, I'm not a pervert. It's, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> she has my, come here, little girl. Look at this ball, this shiny ball. <laughs> this red one. Oh, yeah. it's weird. Oh, my God. Why does she put it in her mouth? That always makes me mad. Kids are dirty. Kids are dumb, man. (laughs) The dishes are done, man. (laughs) Oh my god, that movie is so good. Yeah, I love. Don't stop for my mom will shoot. No, uh, all right. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't tell mom shit's. What is it? Clown dog shit's gone. gone. (laughs) Yeah, park it yourself, Metallica breath. (laughs) Yeah, that's a funny one too. (laughs) So stupid. Oh my god, I love that. So I'm right on top of that rose. Oh yeah. yeah. Anytime David texts me for something for work, like hey, I need this or that, it's always I'm right on top of that rose. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Fucking don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I'm a whiz with the computer. If you want help with those reports, yeah. The QED report and QED reports. Oh my god! To the to the desk that says personnel. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. She's so awful. Ugh. So, do you have favorite scenes from Jingle All the Way, or like a favorite moment at all? I do. So, aside from get out of my way box, um, I really like the part when they're standing outside the toy store waiting for it to open. And Myron's just going on this tirade about the consumerism that you're talking about. And he's like, and I know what I'm talking about because I went to junior college for a yeah, semester. Yeah. I studied psychology. So I'm right in there. <laughs> That's it's a like world we live in. It's yeah, a world. That is that is Facebook 2021, dude. dude. That is that is yeah. literally it's it is it is timeless. That is a mentality that exists and it's spreading the misinformation in front of a crowd. You know, outside the store, and now that crowd is fucking Facebook, dude. So as you're watching it, you're like, "This has always existed. There's always been Yahoos, but they just never had a platform." And and that's what Facebook does, man. It gives all these fucking assholes a voice, and they're spreading this misinformation, and they sound like crazy people. But wouldn't you know it? There just happen to be other crazy people too that buy into it. Fucking cracks me up. And and you can see Arnold just like, "Come on, fuck off." You know, you're not making any sense. And any normal human being would would think that, but you know, these last 
uh, I don't know, five years now have really shown what, you know, people on this side of the planet are capable of. There are some terrible folks out there that are making some very bad decisions and it <laughs> breaks my heart. Do you know that, that moment in Shang-Chi when that guy's filming? He's like, I took a couple karate classes, so I like I know this. I'm going to go ahead and try to analyze it for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, That's what I thought of when I heard that line. And I was laughing so hard at that part because you're right. It's like, yeah, I took some junior college, <laughs> some, some JC <laughs> yeah. classes on this. Yeah, I went to junior college for a semester. Yeah, a right? semester. I studied psychology, uh, so I'm right uh, That's bad. Ridiculous. And, that's that, good, and, that's a good and that will make somebody, that gives somebody credibility in their mind, right? Like they're just like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. I well, I took science. Well, I took science in high school, so ipso facto, yeah. I know about this vaccine. I know about right. the COVID virus. Right. So. It's funny you say I took science because like there's a King of the Hill episode where Bobby's getting on with this girl and having a good time, and she's like, I'm intrigued. What? 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 Uh, what are you taking? He's like, My math is just called math. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh. Right on, man. I dig it. So, a lot of fun. I was laughing and laughing. We barely talked time. about the movie. I feel no, terrible. About no, no, that. no. It's totally fine. No, it's all relatable because I think that's why I think this movie's brilliant because, you know, and all, and all this is the culmination of it. You know, what are your final thoughts in letter grade? Because we talked about this movie as a whole. Like, it, it's what it should be. And Chris Stuckman said it the best. You know, it's geared for adults. This is a movie about how we have to uh, treat basically the world of retail and, and, and spending. Um, but but it, it's it's the true things that our family, our loved ones, you know, the people around us that really make Christmas. And so I think that's why this is an awesome film. So, I mean, like, what are your thoughts and letter grades on Jingle All the Way? Yeah, so I think you're right. I think that there's a lot that's relatable in this movie. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention anything that happens with the cop is also really funny. I love, I love uh, <laughs> Sorry, Officer the Hummel. Coffee. Yeah, and the bomb <laughs> in the so mirror. Bike. The, yeah, the bike. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid is is like we could use you on the force. <laughs> so the hands <laughs> yeah. are all tied up. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. And I love at the start too. He's like, he's like, Officer, I'm in a hurry. I'm missing my son's karate class. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry if I caused you an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I do funny. apologize. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. I do think there's a lot to take away from this movie, uh, as especially since it is geared for adults. I think this is one of those moments where you can just kind of look back and, and see that you have been uh, Arnold's character at some point. You know, you have been Howard. And, you know, whether that's buying a gift last minute or breaking promises or being too busy or being a workaholic or just wrapped up in something to where you just kind of forget what the holidays are about as, as two of us that have been wrapped in retail for a long time, it right. was really hard for me to enjoy Christmas for a long time. Uh, this is now my, my third year outside of retail, my third Christmas outside of retail. And I am embracing the Christmas spirit. You know, I'm just home by my, my tree. I light my tree every morning. I write the, <laughs> I turn on the lights all around the house to get excited, you know, and, and it's fun. And it took a long time to, to just kind of distance myself from the horribleness that it, that happens around Christmas time, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and maybe part of it is not going to stores anymore, you know, doing my black Friday shopping as it were from my, the, my comfort of my bed on my phone, on right. my phone, on my uh, phone, <laughs> you know, that, that makes a difference, you know? And we tried to spruce things up a little bit. Like instead of buying gifts for the entire family, we drew names, you know, that's something that rather than spend, you know, 
10 or $20 on 20 people, maybe you just pick one person that gets a really nice gift, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I like that. I do too. I think that goes a long way. Setting like a, a budget of, you know, you can be, whatever, whatever you're capable of, but let's just say it doesn't exceed a hundred dollars or it doesn't exceed $200 or even 50, 25, whatever the case may be. But I mean, you know, that you kind of have these guidelines, but you only have to buy for one person. I think that takes a lot of pressure off. I think that that's the way to do it. Um, you know, like one year I got Alex's um, stepdad and, you know, he's a big Mariners fan and I got him, you know, an Edgar Martinez Jersey, you know, an authentic Edgar Martinez Jersey, you know, and that was really cool and really special to him. Wouldn't you know, he finally gets in the fucking hall of fame. So he gets a hall yeah. of fame patch, the next, a Cooperstown patch the Perfect. next year. Yeah. But, um, he gets what he gets. Yeah, <laughs> that one, that's not but, my fault. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. like, st- it's still great, but like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it, but it, you know, it went a long way. He was passionate. Edgar Martinez was his guy, and it was cool to receive that gift. He never had an Edgar Martinez jersey, so that was kind of neat. Totally. Whereas it, it's just fun, I think, to do that. And so I'm I'm a fan of the name picking. You know, I think that that adds a new level of excitement to the gift giving process. I agree, man. So having said all that and having <laughs> not watched this movie in a really long time, it was uh, it was fun. You know, I, I was rocking off a very little sleep when I watched this last night, but <laughs> I found uh, joy in this movie and uh, I would give it probably a B minus. I think it's fun. I like other holiday movies a little bit more than this one, but I, I do think that the the Jim Belushi, uh, you know, Santa <laughs> criminal ring of uh, the underbelly. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um, I think the the dynamic between Sinbad and Schwarzenegger is really fun. You know, they're frenemies in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Phil, seeing Phil Hartman again was really cool. Uh, but uh, I think even Arnold's acting was kind of phoned in in some ways. You know, there's a lot of um, poorly delivered lines, I think, in this movie. And, and I think yeah. especially with, with Jake Lloyd, who was a child actor that was inexperienced. Um. I think it just could have been better, you know. I'm gonna deck your halls, bub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but especially when you see, you know, Jim Belushi and um, and uh, his little helper—I forget his name. He was also in Seinfeld too. Yeah, uh, the little elf. Uh, he's really, really funny. Think. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately for that, I'll knock it down to like a B minus. But I do think that there's some merit in this being a cult uh, classic. I have seen evidence with the people that I work with. Yeah. And it's um, funny. Yeah. Over time, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll grow on me a little bit more, but it did give me a lot to think about. So I'm glad that we did this movie. I think cool. it is a legitimate uh, Christmas movie to have in your rotation in the holiday season. Yeah. This is a B plus for me. I'm, I'm like, it's not the greatest Christmas movie I've ever seen, but it's in my top five for sure. Um, I love it. It's just a, it's a good comfort blanket and B plus is a respectable grade. It's, it's higher earner 89%. So there you better go. than that 38 that they gave on Rotten Tomatoes. So. 17. I know, but I'm talking about the fans. Critics don't oh, know yeah. shit. They don't You're know a shit. critic. You no, have a I, podcast critiquing movies. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. So you know, there's a whistling yeah. Dixie here. There's yeah. a whistling Dixie. But sure. Cool. Okay. Well, is that the show? Are we, is, is that good? Are we done? Yeah. I want more toys now. I want to go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, well, great. Well, thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. <laughs> Two hours of Don't Be I had Crazy. I had a blast. I had a blast. It was so fun. I had to sure. pee this entire time, but it's been it's been awesome. Oh, so, I'm sorry. No, I don't. don't I'm a talker. I'm a talker. I'm a driver. I'm a pilot. <laughs> I'm a driver. I'm a flyer. I'm a flyer. We got these Rem- dice. They're not oh, fuzzy, boy. but they're equally as good. Yeah, chance. <laughs> <laughs>
Remember to follow us on Twitter. We got DBCrazyPod. That's our Twitter handle. Edgy Armo. And at ZachDale60, where you can share your thoughts with us, and we will discuss them on our show. You can even tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode. Just please make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you like us. Additionally, we're also available on every other major podcast app. We're talking Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, all of them. It's great. Please also be sure to check out the Geek Legacy Podcast with David, Randy, and Justin. Randy knows a lot about toys, so he knows all about the Turbomans and the Dementors and the Boosters. He's got all the special editions from all the conventions. The scariest thing was the Dementors. Was the Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, would be the bell of the ball. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, so with that being said, with the office quote aside, just please don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.